New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Dr. Robert with you over here. Rev Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Shit. Happens every Friday morning on the New Thought Media Network at 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone. Thanks for being with us. A couple of quick shout outs. Good morning, Wayne. Good to see you all the way from Calgary. Dear Linda, yes, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Sun's almost up at my house. We're reaching that time of the year, Z. Here it is. Yes. I get an extra hour of sleep on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Ministers know how important that is because uh, we don't get it in the springtime. Everybody else seems to be able to just, you know, roll in late to church in the spring when this happens. Uh, We don't get that that option. Uh, And now here it is. We get that extra hour back. So. Of course, folks, we're talking about daylight saving time. It happens this weekend uh, if you're in North America. If you're in Europe, it happened last weekend. So, you know, it's all good. Uh, Or maybe the weekend before, actually. But uh, here in the United States, come Tuesday, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning, make sure you turn your clocks back an hour uh, or you'll be an hour early for church. Yes. uh, You know what happens when you're an hour early for church, right, Z? No, what happens? Uh, you get to put the chairs up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I'm going to make sure I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of smaller communities will get that joke. So Yes, uh, I definitely get it. And, and you know, it's, it's this time, Z, that when we start that debate, and I'd love to hear what side of the, of the debate you fall on, um, there, the movement in the U.S., it, to end this silliness because, Mm. you know, number one, doctors say it would be much better for everybody if we all just stayed on daylight standard time. Now, remember, folks, we're currently in daylight saving time right now. We'll be moving back to standard time on Sunday morning. So doctors say it would be best to stay on standard time. Uh, there is a, a, a federal law that states can move, stay on standard time permanently, but not the option to stay on saving time or permanently. Um, there's a whole bunch of states that are willing to go to permanent standard time. Uh, wow. And there's a whole bunch of other states, including Colorado, that would be willing to stay on permanent savings time. 
Oh, I said I had the S. See, you can't have the S in there. It's not savings. It's just saving. Uh, so uh, what do you want to see? Should, more daylight? I, I don't I know. Wanna see see I want to say I'm confused with all the options. Uh, I, <laughs> but I think the standard, I like the standard time. I mean, because time is what it is. It's standard. It's what it is. It's you can't fool with it. Um, I mean, well, you can, I guess, because we're doing a lot of it right now. But I think, I think standard time is 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 good. I mean, you know, originally, I think the daylight saving time was so you could. I think it started for workers and and war, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a lot of. Back to World War One, yeah. And you know, it's like okay, <laughs> we got a war going on now, several wars going on now. You know, let's get the standard time. It's, it time doesn't change because we say it change. And I would right. just like one time. So you can your body can get used to it, your routine can get used to it, and you work around it like everything else. I think that's the biggest one. You know, everybody says it's about the, it, the, the big one of the, well, regardless of where it originally started, the big piece not now is that it's a, it's an economic thing. Mm. People mm -hmm. spend more mm -hmm. during daylight saving time because it stays later, long, lighter, longer and, and, and all that. And, um, Shop I actually uh, convenience stores are of all of all things lead the way mm -hmm. in the charge to stay on saving time because people spend more at the convenience stores during savings time. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, for those it's, that are interested, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say we got bigger, bigger as they say, bigger fish to fry than to be messing around with time. <laughs> exactly uh for those that are interested the states that have pledged to change to permanent daylight time if congress were to allow it alabama colorado delaware florida georgia idaho kentucky louisiana maine minnesota mississippi montana ohio oregon south carolina tennessee utah washington and wyoming now the states that have pledged to stay on standard time and I'm going to include um, Arizona and uh, Hawaii because they don't change. Those, those two uh, states just stay on standard time year-round. Maybe that's why I'm never on time for a meeting in Arizona. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the states that, that uh, are ready to switch to end daylight saving time and stay on year-round standard time, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New York, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Carolina, Tennessee, and Vermont. At this point, it seems like there's pretty much, well, maybe it's kind of like Congress. <laughs> we all say we're willing to talk to each other, but I don't know if we are. Uh, the, uh, the It seems like there's enough movement enough states that have agreed let's get rid of the whole back and forth thing at least and now we're just arguing over whether we should stay on standard time or saving time um one way or the other yeah. folks you, you either uh, get an extra hour of partying this weekend 
uh, or you get an extra hour of sleep this weekend. Um, please I'm down don't with sleep. sleep. You're down with the sleep. Please don't use this for an extra hour of work. Don't do that to yourself. Have fun with it or use it to sleep a little more, but don't use it as an extra hour of work. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, speaking of that, just I think which goes great with this time topic, the Beatles just released their last song called Then, Now, and Then. <laughs> so let, let's take that into consideration when we look at this time. Let's listen to the Beatles and say, what is the difference between now and then with this time change? <laughs> well, the difference between now and then is uh, two members performed live on that and two members performed from beyond the grave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that article, I thought, and I laughed about that as well. The Beatles are coming out with, and uh, both Ringo and Paul have said this will be the last Beatles song. And my thought was, Ah, there's a little caveat in there. It says depending on how well it does. <laughs> yeah, if the yeah, idea. I'm sure they really have lots of studio good. stuff. If it does really good. We might do this again. <laughs> yeah. You know, because uh, people are nostalgic and people, people. Um, I mean, the Beatles was such a a revolutionary group in the time period in the '60s and when they came out and uh, their consciousness was so. Uh, Contra culture, if you will, at the time, you know, it was peace and love and meditation and, uh, you know, and we need some of that now, quite frankly, a little bit more of it anyway, because, you know, the, we look around the world and it's like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? So we need some we need some some comparison between now and then and see. <laughs> Do an assessment. I'll just leave it at that. To leave it at that. All right. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, speaking of time, and we've got some great comments in the comment box today, folks. Feel free to chime along and chat along. Um, yes, nature does not require clocks. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, we do have uh, someone. Uh, Facebook is not identifying you. My apologies. So, uh, confused with time when I lived in California, my parents were in Arizona. Exactly. Arizona never changed time. Uh, God doesn't live in time either. Exactly. And we talk about nice. that in New Thought all the time. We always, we're always talking about that, right? There is no time or space in the mind of the divine. Uh, mm-hmm. However, it does make life, a, well, maybe a little bit easier. Uh, for the most part here in uh, in human time, in the human experience. And uh, and our next story is all about doing time in the human world. Uh, for those that may not have heard, you, you like what I did there, Z? Uh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, <laughs> Sam Bankman Freed was found guilty yesterday of seven counts of fraud. Uh, it's a, uh, some are calling it a stunning fail, fall for the, uh, former crypto billionaire. Others are saying that this is uh, this is just cause and effect. Uh, if you try to cheat the system, uh, you're really cheating yourself. And uh, Mr. F- uh, Bankman Freed could spend the rest of his life in prison on just these seven charges. Uh, you were talking about this a little bit this morning. Z, tell us what you know. 
Yeah, well, you know, first of all, you know, the dude is only like 31, 32. I don't know when his birthday is. Um, and, you know, to think that this young man was wielding this kind of power was, you know, they say it's the biggest scam since Bernie Madoff. And we know what that was. And he hasn't even begun to see the civil suits. They're even looking to sue his parents who were two lawyers at Stanford for benefiting from this uh, and saying that they knew of it or whatever. Now it may be hard to prove that, or maybe not. Um, but, you know, think about, there was some, there was some lucky people who, I mean, at the original pricing, that thing was 18 cents a share. Imagine wow. someone who put in a hundred dollars and it went from 18 to 4,000 a share. Um, I mean, you put in, if you put in a thousand dollars, you'd be, you'd be in and was able to check out and not get greedy thinking it's going to keep going. Yeah. That was a nice, that was a nice, uh, uh, investment at the, you know, and, and it's going to be interesting to see how cryptocurrency does after this. It's still around Ethereum and they got all these different brands of, of crypto. And I don't yep. think anybody really understands it. And and it seems like, well, most of the, you know, people that aren't in the industry don't understand it for sure. Mm, my experience. Yeah. Um, and I'm reminded of that, uh, that saying, if you, if you claim to understand uh, quantum physics, you don't understand quantum physics. I think we have the same thing here. If you claim to understand crypto, you don't really understand crypto. And, um, and, and let's be straight up. This was pretty obvious. This wasn't, I don't see this as crypto's fault. Um, I think he took advantage of the fact that people didn't know what crypto was, but at its very basis, he, they started the exchange FTX exchange. And from the first day on, he told his other collaborators his other founders in this exchange okay my clearinghouse gets special gets a special deal they get they get special pricing and wow. he gave alameda his original company mm-hmm. his brokerage firm special deals and special rates and that puts the average trader if you will or the average investor in various coins and other technologies at a, at a supreme disadvantage immediately. Yeah. Um, so it seems to me like even though it, this is crypto, the guilt is pretty straight, pretty straightforward. Like it seems like a pretty cut and dry financial fraud case. Yeah. 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 It just kind of, it got blown up a little bit. I think with all the number, the numbers were so big. Yeah. And, and, and- you know, the other piece of it is, you know, a lot of the crypto world started in video games. Yeah. Because you could you could earn these money at coins or whatever in these video games, and then you could trade them in other games and for other things. And I and and from there it kind of uh kind of ballooned, you know. Yeah. Yep. 
one way or the other, I think he's going to have a lot of time to consider. Um, The U.S. government is not very kind when it comes to financial fraud. Yeah. Um, and expensive if you send up a currency to go against the U.S. dollar. Yes. And I don't know. Maybe somebody out there knows more. I saw a headline go by my desk. I didn't have time to dig in too far. But my understanding is the U.S. Treasury Department is has just released the first digital dollar. Uh, oh, wow. So as a – now, I don't know if – the Federal Reserve Bank is getting involved in this yet or not. But my understanding is the U.S. Treasury is starting to look at, well, what would a digital dollar, how would it act? How would it trade? How, what, wow. how, do, how do we tie the value to the, to the physical dollar? Is that possible? Um, once the U.S. went off the gold standard, all of our money is backed by, you know, our promise. Uh <laughs> Basically and, nothing. Which, with the amount of debt we carry, how good is our promise? And with the amount of debt we carry and the fact that we can't get anything done in Congress. Now, this leads into our other big story of the day here, folks. Um, the The House of Representatives did approve a massive billion, multi-billion dollar aid package um, last night, it's not expected to make it through the Senate and it's not expected to make it past Joe Biden's desk, even if it did make it through the Senate for the primary purpose that they agreed to fund Israel only and wanted to shrink and cut funds for the IRS, uh, leading Democrats in the Senate are saying this is a no-go. If we don't have funding in there for things like Taiwan and the Ukraine, um, there's no way the democratically controlled Senate is going to pass this. So the first thing the House does after getting back to work, I love how they get like a 13-week working vacation. (laughs) Or three weeks or five weeks, whatever it was, right? They get like five weeks to to hang out and really do nothing other than complain about who they do or don't want to speak for them. I I don't get that part. Well, and, and and you left out one part there on that $14.3 billion is the amount of money they're trying to give up. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're already given 4 billion a year to Israel. 3.8, actually. I I exaggerate. Excuse me. We're already giving 3.8 billion a year to to Israel. I'm sorry, but if you can't defend yourself for 3.8 billion dollars a year, some money's going somewhere. And we talk about financial fraud in the crypto world. I'd like to see some accounting of the financial fraud that's happening because I know it's got to be there somewhere. In the military industrial yeah. complex, war is good for those that want to skim money. And it seems like we just like to throw good money at wars, knowing somebody's getting rich off of this stuff. Extremely rich. Because, yeah. you know, we've seen lots of 
articles about government waste where people are paying three hundred dollars for a screw or 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 you know uh and so in the military there's not a lot of time you when these things come out they have to move fast right and so money is just going down the drain so to speak and the checks and balances the oversight is 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 oversighted <laughs> you know and and and, 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 and when they do get Oversight means I'm just gonna look over time. I'm gonna look beyond that. We're not. We're not gonna fit down. I don't have to look at those numbers. They're doing the right job. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then by the time it comes a, a, a point to do checks and balances, when you got to balance the books, you're so far removed from the incident, and you know now we got to spend a whole lot of time and money to go back and chase the paper. And then we got to get a congressional hearing. And, you know, it is a vicious, vicious cycle. Um, and, 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 you know, we need some legislators and some government leaders to, to stop this. I mean, what can we do in this country with $4 billion a year? Well, I'm pretty sure we could do put a lot, lot of hurt on the the homeless problem. We could do a lot of good. Yes. Let me rephrase that. Excuse me. We could do a lot of good for the people that are marginalized and living on the streets of this country without adequate health care and housing and food. Mm -hmm. we, could yeah. do, we could do a lot to fix the problems with insurance and health care insurance. Mm -hmm. uh in this country you know sure. and, and speaking of that issue just just off the rip is like i've seen i saw an article there are several cities uh that are struggling now because of uh the covid rental debacle where people are no longer using all these buildings because people are working remotely some people are turning those buildings into homes uh and apartments that you can either live in or buy now i think that's a great idea um the challenge might be they're only going to be for a certain class of people who can afford that right uh hopefully there's a there's a there's a program or model as these people move out of whatever they're living for from previously there's some kind of way of uh getting those occupied by by someone who may be homeless, you know, and, and here's the, here's the interesting part about homeless. And I don't know the number. I have to look this up for next time that there are a, a very large number of people who are homeless that work every day. Yeah. And, and they, they, they had a medical emergency or the, the landlord raised the rent or they had some, you know, situation that caused them to be on the street and now they can't get back in because the interest rates are high and the, and the supply is low and, and down payments are, are exorbitant. And so now they're stuck on the streets or in shelters, putting whole families, young kids, grandparents in just horrible situations. Yeah. Uh, a quick search. I show things everywhere. <laughs> Different studies showing anywhere from 40 to 50, over 50 percent 
of, and this is according to a 2021 survey, so it's not that long, wow. over 50% of the people experiencing homelessness actually have full-time jobs. Wow. I, I don't want to, I don't want to type in the, 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 with children to find, to figure that out because, and I'm betting the kids aren't counted, right? The kids aren't counted in this because so how many people living on, living without a home and maintaining a full-time job. And that wasn't that part of the American promise, right? The, I'm not going to say the dream that's supposed to be part of the promise that if you're working and you're working diligently and you're working full time, you ought to be able to to afford a home, a place yeah. a place to lay your head every night. And um, this is one of those things where I, I'm pledging my heart is to to change in our society and I don't know how, and I, and we do what we can. Right. But how do we change this in our society and create a new society where homelessness is a thing of the past? Mm. We, we say it again and again, there's more the empty homes in America than there are people living on the streets. The problem is an economic one of people not being willing. If you're, if you if you own an apartment complex and you're not making a ton of money, you're doing it wrong. Well, what if you owned an apartment complex and you only made a half a ton of money and gave and gave half of it so people were off the streets? I, I'm all up for making half a ton of money rather than and giving people that that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, I I. You, you hit me on that and I got that curve and, but, but I wanted to just go back. We were talking about fraud. <laughs> we, we, there's another fraud case that's going on with the Trump family and they called both Donald and Eric to the stand and, and uh, Donald Jr. said, well, the, 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 the accountants did the paperwork. I just signed it. I'm like, Okay, um, what's wrong with that picture? So here again, we see the powerful, the connected, being just overly greedy, which leads to this homeless situation. Trump's a lot of Trump's empire is real estate, um, and you know it looks like. They, if this thing passed, they won't be able to do business in New York anymore. Yeah, I don't know that that would be a bad thing. <laughs> Take Donald out of, out of out of the business world. I, I've I've seen a lot of commentary on this, and a lot of people are saying he's most afraid of this one. Um, yeah, because. Yeah. A big part of it is this is directly attacks his claims to fame. Mm-hmm. This is directly saying, okay, folks, this guy claims he's been a great businessman all his life, but here's the proof that he wasn't. Right. And that, and here and here is the final proof that however, unfortunately, I I think he's got the far right so brainwashed. 
that nothing's going to change their mind. No. He, no. He's got them so believing that it doesn't matter what they, right? He has laid himself out there as the ultimate martyr. And from day one, they're going to come for me, folks. They're going to come for me. They're going to, and everything, and they're all lying and they're all part of the problem. And they, he's got that side so energized and so activated on the fact that it's all a fraud, that it's fraud against him. And they can't see the forest for the trees at this point. And, you know, the interesting part is going to be with this case in New York is uh, Trump Jr. and Eric may wind up getting some time if this thing goes to full, uh, you know, full force because they are charged. They're looking at them saying that they knowingly helped his father overinflate his net worth so that he could get better loans and get better insurance. Um, and I'll tell you, insurance is the most regulated thing on this planet. And if you yeah. start messing with insurance fraud, uh, that's bad. I mean, they come at you with both barrels loaded, man. And so, <laughs> you know, to think about this, it's going to be very interesting to see how this one plays out. You can screw around with the government. That's one thing. You can screw around with the banking system. That's another thing. But don't you dare screw around with the insurance industry. Don't come after you. <laughs> they come after you. My mind wants to say, you know, they're the modern day mafia, but uh, I might get in trouble with my insurance company if I do. So I'm not going to say that. Uh, no. No, I work for the insurance company. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> there you are. An act can change from within. Right on, brother. <laughs> yes, yes. But you yeah, know, it's, and, and go ahead. I was just gonna say we're we are at a point, and I've talked about it throughout my life. The presidential election often comes down to, and I've said it before, right? The the lesser of two evils. I, I don't want to say that any longer because I do believe Joe has the best interest of the country at heart. Um, unfortunately, I think that is also part of what marginalizes his message. Mm -hmm. Because as a country we have been led down a path and um that uh and Linda's talking to it that Donald is the ultimate narcissist but we've been led down the path that narcissism is good mm -hmm. that we've been led down the path that I got to get mine first yeah. and and if I don't have a billion in the bank I don't have it I don't have enough to give if I don't have a Rolls Royce and a high rise apartment, I, I, my contribution isn't enough, whether it's fine. And we're all now taught to give rather than serve. It's all yeah. about how much, you know, how much, I, I'm not, not going to serve. I'm not going to go actually get my hands dirty and help somebody. I'm not going to go work in, in a food bank or, or work out on the streets helping people. I just give money at to it. Mm -hmm. And um, and 
I can't give money unless I got a lot of money. And the whole thing is a mor- uh, just a, a total mess. I want to get back to how about some tax credits for for documented service, uh-huh. state or federal. How about how about some support for spiritual communities that are doing the work? And our dear friend Linda uh, dropped a comment listening to Reverend Michael Gott, good friend of ours, actually. We both know Michael very well. Uh, he's at Unity of Houston, talks about how they've been a significant part in reducing homelessness in Houston. What if we start supporting the companies, the organizations, the communities, the spiritual organizations that are doing stuff rather than continue to donate our money to politicians that just want to then give our money to to support war and and send money overseas? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, everybody, you know, everybody now, there's one word that I'm beginning not to like that much, just, and that's deserve, right? Because I think it's being used very inappropriately. Right. Everyone definitely deserves a, a, a safe place to live. But you know what made me think about it is the people giving money. Oh, I got this Rolls Royce. I deserve this Rolls Royce. Well, what exactly did you do other than you work for it? But that don't mean you deserved it. Uh, I don't think the understanding of the word deserved is really understood. <laughs> and definitely everyone deserves a place to stay. Now, it, and it doesn't have to be a penthouse on Park Avenue, but a decent place to stay to raise a family. And right. we have to figure that out some kind of way or else, you know, we're tearing up the fabric of this country by having a permanent underclass who has no investments, who has no place to stay, who's working paycheck to paycheck and can't afford to get sick because they'll just go deeper and deeper into a hole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, folks, we don't uh, we don't pretend to have all the answers around here, uh, but we believe that if we're not talking about these things, the answers aren't going to show up. Yeah. If we're not talking about these things, somebody somebody out there is having an epiphany right now. Somebody's mm-hmm. saying, "Wait a minute, what if we did this? Wait, wait, what if we did this?" And that's I absolutely confident we have to have conversations that shine light onto the darkness because the darkness is not the absence of light or excuse me light is not the absence of darkness darkness is simply the places where we're unwilling to shine the light and now more than ever it's time for people like us to shine that light i mentioned in the pre-show for everyone out there that says marianne williamson doesn't have a chance a snowball's chance in uh, hell to to Marianne's up to 16% with voters leaning Democratic. Now, that's not, you know, that's not confirmed Democratic voters. That's voters that are considering or leaning towards towards the Democratic perspective. Marianne's up to 16%. We've got one year, one year from Sunday, 
is election day here in the U.S. Yes, because of the time change and the leap years and all that crazy stuff. Uh, (laughs) We're just a year away. Now more than ever, I believe it is the new thought voice and the voice of the people that say we follow new thought to demand change. Yeah. I've been reminded recently the supply is infinite. And the supply will forever fulfill the demand. The question is, are we making the demand? Are we making the demand that we want the infinite supply to to fill the coffers of the nonprofits that are doing good work in the world? Are we making the demand that we want to of what change we want to see? in our democratic process, in our legislative bodies, in the people that are serving. And, and you know, when you, you talked about the, the percentages, I, I, I just had to pull up a quick poll on the Republicans. And uh, and I don't, I'm not sure when this one, uh, this is November 2nd, right? So it was yesterday. Uh, the, the, av- the average of yesterday, there was 59.3% of the Republican uh, voting bloc said that they would vote for Trump, right? The next closest is DeSantis with, I'll round him up to 13. He's 12.9. Then you have Haley at 7.6. Uh, Ramasutra, uh, I, I know I'm not pronouncing his name right. Uh, he has 5.2. Chris Christie has, I'll round him up to three. I mean, and and Scott has 1.7. I mean, these these numbers aren't even close. I mean, if you put them all together, they still would get nowhere close to what Trump has. It feels like standing uphill. I don't under. It feels like we're living in some sort of weird, crazy science fiction movie where up is down and back is forward and. It isn't even left is right. It is that like right is right is up and and left is back and 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 six almost sixty percent of Republican voters standing behind a man that we know is crooked. Yeah, it's it 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 you know it's 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 and 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 they have i don't know i don't know what the 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 i think they about even if against biden i mean they got some other people they got kennedy still in there they, they say he'll, he he's get he, he might get 14% carnell west might get 4% they say uh but if you look at just biden and trump one one thing, what the Harris poll said that uh, Biden will get forty nine and Trump will get fifty one. I mean, that's close. <laughs> uh, you know, you Gov got him tied forty two forty two. I mean, Long you know, this is this is you know this these are things that we need to be paying attention to. Yeah. All right, folks, here's the word of the day. 
get to praying. <laughs> and pay attention. <laughs> and pay attention and, and get involved. And um, because I'm afraid the alternative is armed insurrection. And we're in a no-win situation if at this point. If Trump wins, we're going down the road of fascist authoritarianism. And if Biden wins, we're looking at armed insurrection because they're going to just claim, oh, see, they did it again. Yep. They did it. They've spent four years telling us that the 2020 election was stolen. And boy, if Trump is the candidate and loses again, all hell breaking loose. Yeah. And if it's as close as these numbers indicate that it might be, oh, my goodness. And they've done a lot of gerry, gerrymandering on, on districts and, you know. Um, who, who do we know, who do we know that, that's uh, studying uh, constitutional law? Who do we know that's like in school for gover learning government? Because we might be needing a new government. <laughs> <laughs> we might need yeah. to we might need to burn this thing to the ground and start over. That might be what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's it's getting tough. I don't I don't want to I don't want to say um, Linda Linda's saying sadly we could be watching the deterioration and fall of democracy. I don't want to go that far, Linda. I don't want to say that that's what's happening. Um. I want to say, I want people to realize that that is a possibility, but it is not an inevitability. Mm -hmm. We have the, we have the resources, we have the people, we have uh, all it, all it's necessary. Um, so... You know what you just sounded like? I, I was smiling because you sounded like a TV program that was on a few years ago called The Six Million Dollar Man. Steve Austin, an astronaut, a man barely alive. But we have the technology. We can save it. We, you know, uh, that's kind of like where we are right now with our government. It, it's barely alive. And, and, and we really do have the technology and the know-how and the commitment to save it. Uh, the question is, can we, not can will we do it, will we do it? Will we do it? Will we rebuild it? Yeah. Will we rebuild it? There's our question for the day, folks. All right. We do have to get out of here now. Make way for the rest of our programming here on the on the New Thought Media Network, folks. Be Your Own Hero with Sekou Rights is up next. The morning prayers Excuse me. Morning prayers follow that at 8.15. Morning sip with Rev. Melissa's at 8.30. Spanish language programming at 9 with Emma Moreno. 9.30 is our Spanish language uh, prayer time. Practicing Infinite Possibilities with Lindsay Leinbach is at 10 o'clock. The Joy Show at 1. I'll be back at 5 with the good news. And Reverend Pastor Michael will be here at 6 with the Fireside Chat. On behalf of myself and my dear brother, Reverend LZ Sekou, thank you so much for being with us here on the New Thought Media Network and Ministers Talking Shit. And we'll be back again and soon. Until next time.
We want to wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.